When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Inflation. That's terrible. Carol Roth will talk about it. Dave Rubin is here. He's he's getting canceled. Kira Davis is here. A special Valentine's Day gift for you. All that's coming up on I'm Right. Inflation sucks. You're poorer than you were before, but you knew all that. I don't have a, I don't have, look, I don't have any fancy words to tell you this. You see it. We already know the inflation, inflation numbers from today, 6.4%. But that's not really the real story, because when you include last year, it's 15.4%. And those are the numbers they fudge, keep in mind. So I don't need to report something to you. Breaking news here on I'm Right. This is stuff you experience every single day. I know this. Eggs up 70%, bread 14.9, chicken 10, baby food 10, fuel oil 27, airfares up 25, all while hourly earnings are down. I don't need to break news. Breaking news, inflation is bad. You know, because you've watched your standard of living go down and down and down and down. But don't worry. It's not Joe Biden's fault. Should you take any blame for inflation? Are taking blame for inflation? No. Why not? Because it was already there when I got here, man. Remember what the economy was like when I got here? Jobs were hemorrhaging. Inflation was rising. We weren't manufacturing a damn thing here. We were in real economic difficulty. That's why I don't. Thank you. And that's leadership. 
Joining me now, recovering investment banker and author of the new book, You Will Own Nothing, the great Carol Roth, who is, well, everyone's familiar with the great Carol Roth on this show. Carol, none of this is Joe Biden's fault, is it? Horrible inflation numbers out today. Joe didn't do any of this. Well, he's referring back to, you know, when I got here, things were not going well. He meant during the Great Depression when he first got into Congress. So <laughs> to be fair, compared to uh, compared to back then, things are a little bit better. But of course, you know, none of this is his fault. He did not decide to um, put stimulus checks into a supply-constrained economy. He did not decide to, uh, you know, kill energy policy. You know, none of this is really his fault at all. Um, and he's done absolutely nothing to fix these supply constraints that we have through labor, through housing, through, you know, energy, <laughs> you know, so on and so forth. So, yeah, no, I, I would just say zero was his fault. But, you know, again, for those of you who are remembering back before he took the presidency office, he's just remembering a, a different time. Yeah, if he's remembering anything at all. OK, Carol, <laughs> look, I hate to even I can't believe I'm starting a sentence this way. But in Joe Biden's defense, it's not all his fault. I, I, I have to I have to have this conversation with people on the right all the time that, that we love to pin this all on Joe Biden. The vast quantity of money that was printed before Joe Biden ever walked into office is a huge part of this. Look, you want to shut down your society and just print money as if as if it's never going to matter at all. This is the result of all this. This is the result of lockdowns. It's not that complicated. Yeah, no, this is very true. And I also caveat it because I'm a truth teller. When you had a scenario during COVID, when you decided to shut down a third of the economy and assume that you could just turn it back on, print trillions of dollars, give direct stimulus away, we knew that there was going to be a long tail effect to that. And so the, the wheels were, were set in motion before Joe Biden got there. It's the decisions that he's made since he got into office, which could have made this, um, you know, it, it could have stopped it or it could have made it a, a lot less worse uh, or a lot less bad than it is today. And he decided to just double down on the existing bad policies and add more policies. I mean, the, the first thing he did in office was cancel oil and gas leases. And we know that uh, the cost of, of oil and gas has been a huge contributor to inflation throughout, you know, not just the energy piece of the economy, but obviously, no pun intended, that powers a whole lot of the rest of the economy, including 6,000 derivative products that come from, uh, you know, from oil. So he could have changed it. He chose now not to, and he still chooses not to. I mean, the numbers that came out today, we are still still at 6.5% inflation year over year on top of all of the inflation from last year. And he is not doing anything to change it. He's leaning on the, the Fed that all of their tools can do is crush demand. They can, can try to crush jobs and make things really bad for you, but they're not printing oil. They're not printing labor. They're not printing homes. They're not solving any of those issues that could be done with fiscal policy that Joe Biden refuses to do. Carol, I think a lot of people miss, well, it's not that people lose sight of it. it the news doesn't report it. They love to cover up the fact that on top of today's inflation number, as you just referenced, yeah. this is on top of last year's inflation. We are now at 15%. 
and wages are down. So correct me if I'm wrong, that means the average American, most Americans who aren't in the upper income brackets have a 15% lower quality of life today than they did two years ago. Do I have that right? Yeah, less purchasing power for sure. And I would argue, and I think most Americans would argue that it's much more than that because they fiddle with the numbers to make it sound much better than it than it actually is, um, you know, for a, a political perception standpoint and also so they don't have to increase the cost of living adjustments on things like Social Security for as much as they would otherwise. So I think if you talk to the average American, they understand that it's not 15%, it's probably 30 or 40% which is absolute insanity, and by the way, was entirely predictable. And that's the part that's so frustrating. People like you, people like me, were saying all along, this is going to be the outcome. And these supposed experts told us it wasn't gonna happen, it was gonna be transitory, it was gonna be good for you, you know, bread lines are a great way to meet your neighbor, all of those kinds of things until, you know, now they're at a point in saying, oh, well, you know, it's not that bad or we have it under control. They just aren't being honest. And I don't understand the strategy because people are feeling it in their wallets and in their day-to-day -day lives and Americans aren't stupid, it's insulting. Carol, something else that's out there that people aren't really paying attention to is some IRS numbers. We have some early IRS numbers showing tax returns are down 11% this year. Carol, why are tax returns down? So do we mean uh, refunds? Tax refunds are down? Refunds, refunds, I'm sorry, okay. yes. Okay, yes, okay. So here's my take on refunds is you actually don't wanna get a tax refund because that means you've overpaid the government. That's a tax-free loan that you have given the government for the greater part of a year. That's your money. So we, in an ideal scenario, you would actually keep your money for the year. And now that we actually have some interest rates, perhaps you would invest that money, make a little bit on it, or you know, unfortunately this year have to pay for your cost of living. So you know, we we don't want to get tax refunds. We don't want the government to be holding on to our money. That being said, that's not how most people operate. I understand that this is a behavioral issue, and there's a whole bunch of stimulus um, and special provisions that have sunsetted out of the COVID emergency funds. So that's why people are getting back less. Some of the deductions they were able to take or the credits that they got previously have now sunsetted out. And that's why you may see a lower refund. But remember, if you're planning ahead, try to get it so that the government is not getting a tax-free loan from you because they already get too much from you. Carol, it is Valentine's Day. And it is my understanding that you have made a special preparation for us here on I'm Right, and I would just like to give you the floor for whatever you have prepared for us. Thank you. Well, you know, I, I am always such a ray of sunshine. So in honor of Valentine's Day, I have a poem for you, Jesse, which is roses are red, violets are blue. The world would be a better place if everyone were you. And most of all, I just so want true. to thank you so much for writing that for me, Jesse. It, it helped me out. Um, and I, I hope that I delivered it in a way that was satisfactory to you after the all the work you put into that. So this is a beautiful poem. This is a beautiful poem. My heart, my heart's it's just it's so full right now. Well, Carol Roth, well, everybody. Good. Thank you, Carol. <laughs> all right. We have a huge show still. You know, we still got Dave Rubin. Kira Davis, a great light in the mood. We have a special Valentine's Day gift for you. Did you know that? Did you know something else? 
You know what China's doing right now as the economy is going downhill and downhill? The global economy, remember, it's not just us. The economy's circling the drain. You know what China's doing? The entire nation, you know what they're doing? Buying gold. Mass quantities of gold. Why would you do that? There's so many other fancy things out there, so many sexy things you could invest in. As a nation, they're buying gold? It's, it's really very simple. It doesn't take a financial genius to figure out that if this phone was a chunk of gold and I could throw it 10,000 years in the past, this phone would have huge purchasing power. It's a precious metal. Or if I could take this phone and chuck it 10,000 years in the future, this phone will have incredible purchasing power. And it's solid. It's gold. It's not going anywhere. Gold is security. Get some in your 401k, get some in your IRA, get some delivered to your house, and call the people I trust to do it. Oxford Gold Group, they're my friends. My own father, I sent my own father to Oxford Gold Group and they took great care of him. Tell him Jesse told you to call. Call 833-995-GOLD, all right? 833-995-GOLD. We'll be back. Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning. Looks like we have our second official contender for the 2024 Republican nomination to be President of the United States of America, Nikki Haley. Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley has announced today. Now, you're probably laughing. You're probably rolling your eyes. Here's a little bit of her announcement. It's time for a new generation of leadership to rediscover fiscal responsibility, secure our border, and strengthen our country, our pride, and our purpose. Some people look at America and see vulnerability. The socialist left sees an opportunity to rewrite history. China and Russia are on the march. They all think we can be bullied, kicked around. You should know this about me. I don't put up with bullies. And when you kick back, it hurts them more if you're wearing heels. I'm Nikki Haley, and I'm running for president. Except she does put up with bullies. She does. My lasting memory of Nikki Haley, when I checked out on Nikki Haley, was not recently, not at all. I checked out on Nikki Haley a long time ago. You remember there was this hate crime, this white racist dude walked into some black church or black Bible study, actually it was, in South Carolina. You probably remember this. Dylan Roof, I believe his name was. He shoots up the whole place, kills a bunch of sweet old black ladies that were there to pray with him. Well, the communists go combing through his Facebook posts and on social media accounts trying to make him out to be some right-winger, right? And they end up finding, I believe it was a Confederate flag, a picture of him with a Confederate flag on there. And they begin hounding Nikki Haley about the South Carolina state flag, which had that representation on it. It wasn't long before Nikki Haley pulled that flag down. She does give up. She gives in to bullies. That's what she does. 
Oh, I'm out on Nikki Haley. Somebody like that, somebody who gives in to the communist rage mob, not going to ever be my president, not going to ever be somebody I support. But let's talk about this for a moment. Why run? Because what all I've seen all day long is people who are saying, honestly, what's the point? What's the point? Why is she running? She has no chance. She's going to get 2%. I don't understand. I don't understand. Why would you run? Why would you run? Pause on that for a moment. I'll tell you a little story. I knew a guy, actually I haven't talked to him in years, but I knew a guy some years ago, and he was one of these entrepreneurial types. Just stay with me. And one of the things you learn, if you ever, you ever talk to rich people, if you ever talk to really rich people is they really do occupy like a separate world than, than people who aren't rich. And I remember my conversations with this guy, I would oftentimes, because I was making, I think, like $60,000 a year or something like that at the time, I was working construction. I remember thinking, he just occupies the reality that I can't relate to. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So I'm talking to this guy, and he's one of these hotshot, genius entrepreneurial types. And he'd started a company that took off, and now he was making millions of dollars. And he was going, this is, gonna, this is all going to tie in, just stay with me. And he was going to Las Vegas. He was going to Las Vegas that weekend for a little private conference. Now, I don't want you to think about this as a conference like you go to or I go to, where we go and we sit in the, the, the lobby of the uh, uh, Courtyard Marriott Hotel while some boring seminar goes on and you're getting credit for it at work. Hopefully they have free beer that night. It's not like that at all. This was an exclusive conference. You had to pay. You had to pay to get into this conference and not $100. Not $500, not that entry fee your company paid for you. The price for admission into this conference was $5 million. There were only going to be, I forget what the number is, it was under 20. There weren't many guys there. It was a picture of a big conference room. I'm not talking a tiny, a, a theater, a big conference room. Millions of dollars to get in. Now, okay, what happens there? What are they... They're giving out uh, warm cookies, gold bars. What happens there? Oh, there's nothing official. What? What happens there is you pay that money. You walk into the room with other rich guys who paid the money. And from that point on, it became known that you had attended that conference. Not only did you, do you do the networking with other rich guys, but you attended that conference. And having gotten credit for attending this little conference with all these hotshot business guys and entrepreneurs, that would make your phone ring endlessly. Phone calls, emails, text messages with new business and investment opportunities that would easily, I asked them, because I'm dumbfounded by all this, right? Some way you probably are right now. And I said, so that paid off? Five million dollars? And I remember, I remember the look he gave me. It was, it was almost like it was the dumbest question. And when he looks at me like, Jesse, it paid off several times over. Just being part of the club, having the word out there that you're part of the club, made you a lot of money. Now let's go to Nikki Haley. You're asking today why is she running? It doesn't make sense. She shouldn't be running. What's she doing? Nikki Haley's running for that same reason. She has no chance. She does have a brand. It's a small brand. It's not Trump's brand. It's not Heavy D's brand. It's a small brand, but it's a brand. She has a brand. You know who she is. We're talking about her right here on I'm Right. She has a brand. That brand is this size. If you can run for president and get enough votes and support and raise enough money to get on the GOP stage for the debates, 
It doesn't matter how bad you do what you do. I mean, it's better if you do well. But if you can just get on that stage on national television, ABC, NBC, CBS, I'm sure we'll be playing it for you here on the first, and you're up there having a presidential debate, your brand goes from this to this, and you become known as somebody of some significance. What does that do for you tangibly? Maybe you want to write a book. Maybe you want to write a book. I wrote a book, jessekellybook.com, by the way, Anti-Communist Manifesto. Make sure you go pre-order it. But I wrote a book. Well, I don't know what people who write books make, because I've never sold one yet. My book just came out. But I guarantee there's a difference between selling 500 books and 5,000 books. She stands on that stage. She goes from 500 to 5,000. Who is that lady I want to buy her book? You know what else pays? Cable news gigs. Maybe Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, maybe first, maybe the first. Maybe someone calls Nikki Haley, maybe she acquits herself very well. Hey, how about a late night show? You know what else pays? Presidential cabinet positions. Maybe she runs in that primary, of course, gets her teeth kicked in, which she will, but maybe the person she bows out and endorses, maybe they make a secret, illegal, but they all do it, a secret backroom deal. Hey, Nikki, back out and uh, <clears throat> be Secretary of State if you want. Back out and endorse me. However you want to look at it. People run for president because it costs you very little but time. And in the end, your brand goes from this to this. In the end, you're part of the club. And whatever it costs you, even if it costs you some money or costs you a little bit here or a little bit there, it will pay off several times over down the road. Nikki Haley's not running for president because she thinks she's going to be president or because she thinks she has a chance at the Republican nomination. These people live and die by polls and things like that. Nikki Haley's running for president, and all the others who get in will run for president for the exact reason I just said. It's all about taking your brand from here to here because your brand is money. It's money and power. That's what it is. Now, I realize that's a little gritty, a little backroom dealing kind of feels a little icky. Jesse, I wish politics wasn't like this. But that's what it's like. So when Tim Scott announces, we'll of course make fun of Tim Scott because everyone remembers Tim Scott in the wake of St. George Floyd's death, immediately joining forces with Cory Booker to come up with federal, federal police reform laws. I'm just insanely jumping on the narrative, helping the left create the narrative. So Tim Scott has no chance either. We'll make fun of him. And this will happen with every single candidate who jumps in the race over and over and over again. Unless their name is Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis, they have no shot at winning the primary. They get in and run in the primary because it's dang good for the brand. We're going to ask my friend Dave Rubin about this and other things, and we're going to ask him about it next. Now, let me ask you something. How do you prioritize the things in your life? Smart man told me one time, Jesse, think about your average day, the average day. Think about where you spend most of your time, and that's what should get most of your focus. Do you know you spend a third of every day in bed? Technically, that's where you should get most of your focus. You probably don't spend a third of your day doing anything else, maybe at work, but where'd you get your mattress? Is it some Chinese company? Or did you get an incredible American-made mattress from Ghostbed? Family company, been around for decades. They know what they're doing. They make the most comfortable mattresses. 
and they're American-made. Let's not support our opponent in the upcoming World War III. Plus, they're 40% off if you get the adjustable base with it, 30% off if you don't get the adjustable base. Go to ghostbed.com slash jesse, promo code jesse. Ghostbed.com slash jesse, promo code jesse. We'll be back. Like to know. <laughs> That's heavy D today when he was asked about his run for president. I kind of feel like we're in this boring initial stage where we all know what's going to come, but it hasn't happened yet. So we have to act like we're super surprised when the also rans like Nikki Hay they get in. And we have to act like there's some tension whether or not heavy D's getting in. He's clearly getting in. Let's ask Dave about it. Joining me now, my friend Dave Rubin. I've got to get down to Florida and hang with Dave and the fellas and the ladies down there. Host of the Rubin Report. Dave, all right, Nikki Haley's in the race. It's not really going to matter in the end, but whatever, she's in. Look, I'm actually going to take a slightly different position on this one, Kelly. You're going to be shocked. I, I like Nikki okay. Haley. I like her as a person. I've interviewed her a few times. I think she was an extremely good governor of South Carolina, but an even better uh, U.S. ambassador at the U.N., which is not a fun job. Uh, and, you know, she was in charge of a lot of the policies that, that Trump did that were right when we had world peace and peace deals in the Middle East and everything else. I don't think she's a real warmonger. I know that seems to be the thing, that somehow she's a neocon warmonger. I just haven't seen it. That all being said, clearly DeSantis is the guy here, and he's doing the right thing by just waiting this thing out. Even the tone of his laugh on that one was just right, because it's like everyone knows it now, and Trump's at Mar-a-Lago on Truth Social yelling about Rihanna and all this stuff, and it's like it all boils down to DeSantis. However, I will tell you, as a, as a new Floridian, you know, the idea of sending our best guy out there to the national stage, which is just evil and corrupt and the swamp and the machine and all that, part of me does want DeSantis just to stay here because Florida is stable and at the national level, we are very unstable. You know, I'm glad you brought this up because I've had this before with people who enjoy their governors, mainly Floridians, because they seem to love Ron DeSantis down there. I wish he was my governor. My governor sucks. Anyway. Are we wasting our guys? If, are we wasting our best people when we encourage our governors who we love to run for president? I, maybe the worst thing is that they win. Why? Go get swallowed up by the swamp and then Florida's worse off? What are, is this a mistake? Are we making a mistake here? I think it's an interesting philosophical argument and it's certainly something worth discussing because he clearly, DeSantis clearly is the best guy. He is doing absolutely any, everything that any of us, let's say, right-leaning would ask for. Getting wokeness out of schools, fighting Disney, getting rid of all the gender stuff. He's cutting taxes here left and right, even though we don't even have an income tax in the first place. We rebuilt after Hurricane Ian, incredibly strong. He brought in, you know, Florida still, even right now, is getting 1,200 new people a day. We are, we're building roads Ooh. fast, we're building houses fast. The only, really the only issue that Florida has, and this is not his fault, this is a consequence of success, is that they literally cannot build houses fast enough. We're building incredibly fast here, uh, but when you have that many people coming here to share in the freedom and the joy and the success of this place, we do have high house prices, but house prices is a problem all over the country, even in Cali where people are fleeing, although that's because BlackRock 
and so and Vanguard and some of those other companies are just buying up all the real estate. Uh, but it's an interesting philosophical debate. I, I honestly don't know what the answer is. I mean, to me, as a new Floridian, I, I so love this place. I so care about this place. I want this thing. He just got reelected, right? We've got years and years where he can continue to strengthen this thing. And I do think there's a risk that we send him out there, especially because he has to get through a fight with Trump. And clearly Trump is going to throw everything in, including the kitchen sink. And does he, you know, become irreparably wounded? And then we end up with, you know, Biden too, or Kamala or Gavin Newsom or something else. And then a wounded DeSantis coming back to Florida. That That's not great. Dave, what do you think? I, I just got to pause. Well, I'll be honest with you, man. My, mine sounds a little doomsday, to be honest with you. I do not believe that our federal system can be salvaged, actually. I, I don't. No, certainly yeah, not for decades it. and decades and decades. I, be, I believe in local politics, definitely state, city politics now. If I was in Florida, I, I would be wanting Ron DeSantis to not run. I want him to keep having some say over my life. I don't care if he's the second coming of Jesus. He's not going to walk into Washington, D.C. and overcome an entire federal government that hates his guts and wants to kneecap his agenda. We just watched what happened to Trump. Why would I want to waste my star in the swamp? I wouldn't want him to run, to be honest. Jesse, I, I totally get it. Look, that's the black-pilled version of this. I would say that the white-pilled version of this would be that maybe he is Reagan, too. Like, he's the closest thing, I think, to a transcendent politician in that he he got through the COVID thing as clearly the leader of America, of a free America, an America that you and I want to live in, right? He did that. Then he wins by 20 points here in Florida. So gets all of these new voters, you know, he gets these new implants to come into the state, vote the right way. And he flipped, I mean, he flipped areas like Miami to red. He's got super majorities on both sides. So the point is he's done so much. I'm sort of making both arguments at the same time. On one hand, I'm saying that he's done so much here. He's just getting started. Let's keep running with that. On the other hand, it's like he's proven that he is willing to you know, fight the right things. Nobody said fight Disney. He said, I'll fight Disney. Well, congratulations. Disney just lost a whole bunch of tax exemption. Their, their airport's closed. There's going to be a state-appointed board in charge of what's going on over there. You know, he beat the mouse. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. You know, I do have to push back on one thing you just said. We'll come back to Actually, I want to ask you something else yeah. about Nikki Haley. Before we get back to her, you said, you know, everything's great in Florida or something like that. Now, I love Florida, as you well know. I'm probably going to end up living, living there one day. I love the daggone place so Dude, much if I can actually afford it. House across yeah, the street I probably is for can't sale, afford man. I'm going to send you the Zillow I listing. Don't, don't, don't text me, Dave. I probably can't afford where you live anyway. But let's push back on one thing here. You yeah. did move from Cali to Florida. The weather in Florida sucks compared to California. There's no comparison. No. I, I, listen, it's just not true. I know people say, oh, it's humid, my hair. First off, there's product. <laughs> Look, my hair, I still got the height. That's number one. There are products you can use, number one. Number two, I don't know if you know about this thing, Jesse. This is going to blow your mind. There are these boxes, these electronic boxes, that you can put into a window, and if you turn a dial on them, they will literally condition the air. It is, it is. Everyone in this room has one in their place, and it's wild. I don't even know what they're called, but they're they literally will condition the air to be cooler. It's it's incredible, and that's we have those here you in know, Florida. You know what? I'm gonna work harder, and I'm gonna buy one for myself. That sounds like a wonderful invention. I'm gonna buy one for myself because it's hot down here in Houston. All right. One, one final thing on Nikki Haley, because I want to ask you yeah. about this NewsGuard stuff. 
My issue yeah. with Dikki Haley, full disclosure, it's not that she's running. I don't care that she's running. She's an also-ran. She's running. She's not going to get a significant portion of the vote. My issue with Nikki Haley will always be caving to the rage mob about the flag controversy after that scumbag Dylan Roof mowed down a bunch of black women at Prayer Circle in South Carolina. The one thing we can't have these days is another low-T GOP who hears all the chirping from the rage mob and they can't get on their knees and prostrate themselves in front of them fast enough. I can't stomach that. I'd rather a jerk who will stand up to these people than somebody who bows. That's my yeah, issue. Listen, Just I, wanted to make sure. Jesse, I totally hear you on that. I, I actually agree with you on that. The, the one caveat I would say is, you know, the way the cancel culture and the mob have moved so fast on us over these last five years, I think a lot of people would do things a little bit differently. Let's not forget, even DeSantis, who, you know, we're both sitting here going, you know, applauding the guy. It's like he did lock down for a little bit, but then quickly he learned it was a mistake. I suspect, uh, and, and somebody should ask her this, and, I, and I, I, I think I'm interviewing her the next couple weeks again. I will ask her about that. Does she regret doing that? I don't know what she'll say, but that's a fully legit criticism. And by the way, you should be able to criticize any politician, and, and a lot of them are getting in just so they can jockey for positions probably in DeSantis' administration. Why is NewsGuard after you? Who's NewsGuard? What's their problem? <laughs> so these clowns at NewsGuard, get this one, man. So I had Marissa Streit from PragerU. She's the CEO of PragerU on my show on Friday, and she talked about how NewsGuard is one of these, you know, they're, they're these nonprofits, although they get money from the government, $750,000 from the feds, surprise, surprise, and they fact check. They run around and they fact check websites and all this stuff. Anyway, I've never mentioned these guys on the show before, but I have Marissa on my show on Friday, and she says NewsGuard has been looking into PragerU and writing pieces about PragerU, and now PragerU is having trouble doing business with certain vendors because NewsGuard has, you know, put them on this scary right-wing list. Anyway, yesterday morning, Monday, the next show day for me after the weekend, I get an email from NewsGuard. They're looking into my show and how I, you know, do my reporting and fact-checking all that. I'm an opinion show, man. I, people know what I think. I don't hide my biases. I'm not Don Lemon pretending I'm a journalist. Anyway, so I've just been going after them mercilessly. But yes, think about this. It's I, I posted the clip on Twitter and we showed it on my show today. The feds have given them $750,000 last year. There's, there's the original email that the guy sent out to me. So that means the federal government is paying these activist organizations, because they're not, they're not journalistic outfits, to look into and to squash the free speech of citizens. This is dangerous stuff. And I think you know this, Jesse, but our buddies Clay Travis and Buck Sexton, they're going through a version of this too. Brookings Institute's been going after them. And, and all these things do, in essence, they go after you because they want to make sure that it will be harder for you to do business. It's as simple as that. But that's why I started Locals. That's why we joined forces with Rumble. And I'm doing everything I can to make sure that I'm as insulated as possible from this nonsense. Yeah. Keep on keeping on, my man. I'll talk to you soon. I'll see you in Florida. I'm going to send you that Zillow listing. Well, I'll see you. Text me. All right. We've got Kira Davis going to join us next. Ask her about that whole national anthem thing. Ask her about America in general. Kira's always fun. Before we do that, let's do this. It's Valentine's Day. And so here's, here's what's going to happen today. What's going to happen today is dudes around the country, maybe you're one of these dudes, they're going to spend a fortune on the old lady, making sure she's happy and feels loved on Valentine's Day. That's a good thing. But... You're going to spend all your money on Valentine's Day. And so you need a way to protect yourself 
for the rest of the year. That's why I have the GRIP6 wallet. You see, there's an extra step involved if the wife wants to come get any of my credit cards out of this. Not only do I have a hard case totally protected, but she can't even shake the cards out of my GRIP6 wallet. My GRIP6 wallet is so cool. If the rest of the year, she wants my credit cards, she's gonna have to sneak behind my back and grab it and then squeeze them so they pop up first. Otherwise, they're still locked in there. You can have your own GRIP6 wallet like I do. They have a bunch of designs. I like this one, but they have a bunch of different designs. You can even design your own. GRIP6.com slash Jesse saves you a fortune. GRIP6.com slash Jesse. We'll be back. We enter the profession of medicine with appreciation for the opportunity to build on the scientific and humanistic achievements of the past. We also recognize the acts and systems of oppression affected in the name of medicine. We take this oath of service to begin building a future grounded in truth, restoration, and equity to fulfill medicine's capacity to liberate. I vow to use this knowledge to uplift my patients and disrupt the injustices that harm them as I forge the future of medicine. I promise to self-reflect diligently, to confront unconscious prejudices, and to develop the skills, knowledge, and character necessary to engender an inclusive, equitable field of medicine. Let us bow our heads in recognition of the gravity of this oath. We swear to faithfully engage with these ideals and obligations for the ongoing betterment of medicine and humanity. Just a heads up for you. That's medical students graduating from Columbia. So the next time you have to go under the knife or a loved one does, just so you know, that's what they learn in school. Joining me now, my friend Kira Davis, deputy editor for Red State, also author of a great new book called Drawing Lines. I would highly recommend you buy it. Kira, it frightens me when I take a step back and consider this, because I, I think about this a lot. You look at some idiot like uh, Corinne Diversity Hire, and people love to make fun of her. We all make fun of her. She, doesn't, she can't communicate, a press secretary who can't communicate. But the truth is, the future of this country is your pilots, your surgeons, your cops, your people who aren't qualified for the job doing the job. And that's frightening. Yeah, I almost said amen at the end of that clip because it did feel like sitting in church. It was so, there's there's such a religiosity about it. And this whole thing has become a religion. It absolutely does make us weaker. And it's, it's totally frightening, especially because I think part of our weakness or the weakness that we're sowing into the future is that we are complicating very simple ideas, right? Everything that they said in that liturgy could have been accomplished by the traditional oath that uh, medical professionals take, which is first do no harm, which basically encompasses every idea that is meant to be included in that CRT heavy liturgy, liturgy right? So first do no harm and, and have a commitment to healing. And that should cover just about everything, you know, regardless of the race or the sex or whatever of the person you're treating. Now we are sowing this weakness into the future that is really gonna have an impact on the quality 
of services we get. Um, I was even reading an article today about how the army is suffering uh, from lack of recruits because the wokeness that is being being introduced into the recruitment process is it's a turnoff for a lot of people. And then the people that it does engage are people who are, for lack of a better term, weak-minded. And weak minds build weak bodies. And that's not a really great position to uh, run the military from. So I, I do find these things rather frightening. I mean, these aren't these aren't harmless things. And just as an anecdote, Jesse, I live in California, as you know, and this is the quality of doctor that we get here. And it prevents me from taking my children and myself to the doctor on a regular basis. I just cannot tolerate the lecture and the condescend condescension that I get every time I'm standing in front of a doctor. They act like I don't know anything and that I actually don't have the best interests of my child in mind um, when I just want to ask some questions and have a quality conversation with my medical professional. It's a scary future. Kira, if, Kira, if it makes you feel better, it's marginally better here in Texas and that they're not openly activists. But the wife and I, we haven't found a family doctor since we moved here and that's, uh, we're closing in on a decade here. It, it's not just the condescension. We don't get as much of that here. They're all morons. And I, I really mean that. They're not providing any genuine insight that I couldn't have gotten with, with a five-minute web search at all. In fact, most of the time, I walk in and leave with more medical knowledge than they have about, about what I'm going through. And that scares me, Kira, because while I can treat my own common cold, I can't treat my own colon cancer. And this is a country where our medical institutions are circling the drain quickly because of this crap. Yeah, I mean, it would behoove the next generation of, of the political class to really address this. I think and this is really what my book is about, too, by the way. Like, I, I really think that we have left so many sectors of culture and the economy to the left because we have just been so... It, we find it distasteful. You know, we've been really turned off by what they're doing. And our response as conservatives has, has been to back off of the culture to exit. Oh, well, you know what? They have the colleges. Oh, well, what can we do? Oh, well, they have the public school system. Oh, well, what can we do? Oh, well, they own entertainment. Oh, well, what can we do? We basically have nothing left now. And now here we are having conversations like this when we could have been addressing this from the beginning. This is why it's really important for grownups to stand up and say enough is enough. And when, when we see stuff like this happening, we really have to nip it in the bud. I think that is why uh, governors like Ron DeSantis are going to be effective leaders in the future because for all of the for all of the criticism that that men like him get and politicians like him get what he's doing isn't so much political it's cultural it's based on the idea that we have to start now even now we starting now we're behind the eight ball right like it's going to take another mm -hmm. decade of hard of a hard hard push towards common sense to undo some of this stuff. But that doesn't mean that we should just stop and give up. It really is time for people to stand up and forget about what people are gonna call you, the names are gonna call you, you know, the insults are gonna lob at your way, you're, you're, you're homophobic, you're a racist, whatever. At some point you have to be a grown up and be like, you know, I'm rubber in your glue, whatever you say, <laughs> it bounces off me and sticks to you. Like at some point you just gotta be like, oh, well, call me what you want. Um, I'm a grown-up, and I'm putting my foot down here. 
Should be known she put her money where her mouth is. She ran for school board and endured all of those insults. Ran for office a couple times myself. She's got to buck up and get some thick skin. Her book is called Drawing Lines. Kira Davis, thank you, ma'am. Thanks, Jesse. All right. It's Valentine's Day. You didn't think... You didn't think we just weren't going to give you anything on Valentine's Day, right? Obviously, you're owed a gift, and we have the most wonderful gift for you next. But I have a, I have a little early gift. I have an early gift. I'm going to give you the gift, as a dog owner, of not cleaning up your pet's vomit anymore. You see, Fred, my dog, used to puke up every meal. I'm not kidding. Ah, oh, switch his food. Oh, we switched his food. I don't even know how many bags of dog food we've gone through switching his food. Nothing worked. Nothing worked. I don't remember the last time Fred threw up. Why? We pour Rough Greens on his breakfast every single morning now. Rough Greens is not dog food. Keep the dog food. It's a nutritional supplement for your dog. Digestive enzymes, probiotics, vitamins, minerals, whatever it does, my dog is healthier and happier and keeps his food down. And if I'm to listen to all these veterinarians who now email my show, I'm adding years to his life with this product. I love Rough Greens just because I don't have to clean up vomit anymore. Roughgreens.com slash Jesse gets you a free jumpstart trial bag. All you pay for is the shipping. Roughgreens.com slash Jesse. We'll be back. All right. We all know what today is. Today is Valentine's Day. And you didn't think we were just going to let that go right here on I'm Right, right? We obviously are going to have a gift for you. You're sitting here, endless option, and you're watching I'm Right. We've got a gift for you. Before we get to that, allow me to give you a little Valentine's Day gift you can get for your honey. Now, no, it's not going to arrive today. But look. It's fine if it gets there a day or two late. You know what your honey would want more than anything else in the world? Clean air. Now, my wife has never actually told me that's what she wants, but I know she, deep down she wants to breathe clean air. So what, do I, what have I gotten her? Out of the love in my heart, she has six Eden Pure thunderstorms. This little air purifier plugs into the wall. She isn't breathing in viruses and mold because Eden Pure is busy cleaning it out taking the smell out of the air. That's love right there. And right now they're $200 off a three pack. If you go to EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE, you can give the gift of clean air to the person you love the most. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. But that's not my gift to you. What is my gift to you? Well, this is Valentine's Day. This is the day of love. So here you go. beautiful. That's beautiful. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. I'll see you tomorrow. Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country. 
giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 